This is episode D, Dating Rituals. Feeling connected is a basic human need, as vital as air, water, and food. I'm here to talk about bridging the gap between ourselves, our friends and family, life partners, and anyone we come in contact with so we can more fully experience connection. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for another episode. I just wanted to take a moment to thank this episode's sponsor, Blue Rock Medical. This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Blue Rock Medical is offering your first mammogram free during the whole month of October. Call them at 801-229-2002 to set up an appointment today. Again, that number is 801-229-2002. I really do love being here, and I love talking to you, and my goal is to start talking like I really mean that because I love podcasting and I think it's so fun and I really look forward to this time. But I was re-listening to an episode or two and I just sound so boring. So thank you for sticking with it. Thank you for being here with me. Yeah, I will just try to do better to mirror my excitement, especially because I love love and I love relationships. So what's not to be excited about? Today, we're going to be talking about dating rituals, and I looked up the definition of ritual because I was worried for a second. I thought, oh, does that always have to do with religious things, or could it apply to other aspects of life? And the definition I found that answered my question was, it could also mean a series of acts that are always performed in the same way. So, of course, this could go one of two ways. Sometimes, if you do things the same way over and over and over again, it gets kind of old or rote or boring. And then other times, you kind of expect it to be done in the same way or you want it to be done in the same way. It's a habit. It's familiar. It's a routine. And so first, we'll kind of talk about the negative connotation. And the first one that comes to mind is getting in a rut with dates, and that might be what you thought of too with dating rituals. One thing I heard when I was younger was to assign each partner an odd day or an even day. And my birthday is on an even day, and Jared's birthday is on an odd day. Mine's November 30th, and his is August 3rd. So if we can't decide where to go to dinner, or what to do for a date, or whatever trivial decision, if it happens to be an odd day of the month, then Jared has to pick. Or if it's an even day of the month, I have to pick. So when I'm recording this episode, it's September 22nd. So 22 is even, so I'd have to pick. If we were going out to dinner, it would be all on me. And that's kind of an interesting way to do it. And I like it because there's an odd day and an even day every day, every month, every year. (laughs) We've also used this method for deciding who says our prayer at night, if you're religious, or again, like I said, you can use it for any decision, but it's fun to apply it to dates. Another way to combat this is a date trade. Some couples in my neighborhood are going to start this up soon, including us, and I've heard it done a couple ways, but the way that we're going to do it and the way that was suggested was... You use four couples, and that way, two couples stay home and watch all the kids, and the other two couples get to go out and do a date. Not necessarily together, but again, you just switch off with that. And the purpose of having two couples stay back to watch the kids is that then 
you as the couple has someone to talk to instead of just being stuck with all the kids. So it almost feels like a date anyway. I also follow a woman named Tammy Hill on Instagram. She's a relationship and sex coach. I guess that's what it's called. Sexuality coach. And she suggested some fun date ideas that won't break the bank. The first one was go to a thrift store and spend less than $10 to buy each other outfits to wear to dinner. I thought that was kind of funny. Get fast food or a fun dessert and take it to a lookout spot. Have a blind taste test. Buy cookies or drinks from three different places and decide which ones you like better. Theme night. I've heard of this before and I've always wanted to do it. Pick a movie and make food that goes with the movie. You can dress up too. Her example was watch Ratatouille, make soup, and dress up like you're in Europe. Go mural hunting. Get outside and try to find as many murals as you can in an hour. Try a new pose with a self-timer at each spot. Go roller skating. Go ice skating. And the last one, go to the dollar store and pick up some coloring books or a fun art project to do. The other area where rituals could maybe have a negative connotation is when you get stuck doing the same thing over and over with intimacy. You want to keep intimacy alive, change things up, which is easy to do when you're first married, but kids come in the way and other things come in the way and you're tired, but it's good to switch things up there too. My recommendation here is, I haven't bought one of these, but I've heard a lot about it and I would love to. Books like The Adventure Challenge. And if you Google this, you'll find that there's ones for couples, for kids and family, and there's one for in bed. So that's where it comes into intimacy. And they're just ideas where they tell you the price point. You don't really know what it is until you scratch it. It's like the coupons or those types of things that you scratch and reveal a prize well you reveal what you're going to do so it kind of adds a level of mystery in it as well which is always exciting okay and then on to the more positive rituals that you might want to think about the first one is chivalry i've always loved chivalry there's a quote that says the age of chivalry is not yet dead and if only that were true. I I do see acts of chivalry now and again, but really I would love to see this fully resurrected. And it could be because of how big feminism is getting. And it's not that I'm anti-feminist. It's just that I think chivalry is sometimes misunderstood. I know a lot of you get it. But remember, it's not that we can't do things as women. It's just that it's it's nice for your partner to do those things. And It's almost like a courtesy. Chivalry is courteous. There's a quote that my husband always says, and it's, treat it like you would a lady. And that comes to mind sometimes when I'm frustrated, if I'm trying to open something that I can't, or trying to force something, he'll always say, treat it like you would a lady. So be delicate, be nice, be proper, be courteous. So again, that's a good ritual, chivalry. You want those things done for you. You want the door opened. You want love notes and things done for you. You want him to give you your jacket, things like that. (laughs) I do anyway. Okay. And then the other positive ritual that Jared and I do every night is our expression of love. And we tell each other, I love you every night. And my mission president 
recommended one time that you tell each other that you're grateful for you every day. So every night we say, I love you and I'm grateful for you before we go to bed and we give each other 16 kisses. That's a long story, but basically we started dating on January 16th of 2015. We got engaged March 16th, 2015, and we got married July 16th, 2015. So the 16th is kind of special to us. So we just always give each other 16 kisses before bed. And then every month on the 16th, we say happy 16. It's fun to have kind of a day to us. So even if you weren't married on the 16th and have those patterns, maybe whatever day you were married on, you could say happy 23rd every month or happy 12th, whatever date it is. Hopefully you can take some time to ponder what your relationship rituals are or your dating rituals. Happy dating, happy love, happy everything. Talk to you again soon. Bye.